Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT, just kicking back in my chair again, staring at a TV set, bored out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, um, so, like, I got a couple of announcements. One of them is, um, our president is an idiot. Actually, he's not even my president, I didn't vote for the guy. He's not my president, but he is an idiot. They should actually have mandated a um, mask wearing, stuff like that. They should have mandated it already. And, um... Staying six feet, but they haven't done that. They don't. I got a feeling that President, well, I'm not going to call him that because he's not my president. I got a feeling that Trump, Mr. Trump, um, doesn't want to be president anymore. Actually, been seeing that across his shoulders and across his forehead as he's entering the speech arena, you know, when he comes, steps up to the podium to talk. And I was just talking to a buddy of mine, my, my, my buddy Vinny, uh, Mr. V. Um, he, um, Vinny, um, then he said the same thing to me, and I was like, whoa. I said, well, maybe it is. Maybe that is what's going on. I don't think he wants to be president anymore. I think that's why he's pretty much dropping the ball in every arena, because he's got what he wanted to get out of it, and that was fame and fortune, you know, and, and making connections with people. So when he's not a president anymore, he can go out and he can be Joe Citizen, who is a, a multi-billionaire, whatever, you know, whatever is up his ass. I don't know what's up his fucking ass. He's an idiot, man. The guy's a freaking total idiot. You know, they could have got ahead of this virus a long time when it, when it first came they didn't get ahead of it we've all heard the phone calls i don't know if you guys have listened to cnn or msnbc I, I like cnn a lot because those guys fact check stuff and they really do their work and man they've been you know in august he was up to twenty one hundred thousand lies i mean and they've been fact checked too you know and, and i'm really disappointed with the friends that i had that that offed me from being a friend because before he became president i told him what was going to happen told him what kind of a person he was and they were like, wah, 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 and then they stopped being my friend. You know, I lost a few friends over that, over what I said. And you know what? I was telling the truth, and it's happening. It's right in front of their face. Do you think any of them came back to apologize? One did. One person did. I said, you were right. I go, I know, I told you. I said, it's because I didn't hear it from me. I heard it from God, straight out of his heart. I was listening to his heart, and this is what I heard, and I repeated what I heard. You know what? And you know what? I guess, well, anytime you... You declare something to people before it happens or, or declare things, you're going to find a bunch of people, especially some of your friends, maybe even some of your family members. Yeah, family members too. They'll jump out of the woodworks and you know throw bricks at you and throw stones at you. But Jesus said he was without sin, throw the first stone. And they accuse you, oh, you're lying, you don't know, you didn't hear from God. So you say, no, but I'm not hearing from God, so that, what, that makes me a false prophet. But then when it comes to pass, am I a prophet? Fuck, they wouldn't even come and tell me I was a prophet. They wouldn't say, yeah, you're a prophet. I don't know. I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying. You'd think that a person would if he was 100% accurate on, on, on the things he's been saying. And they'd come out of the woodwork and say, but oh, no, they're, 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 oh, they're quick to jump up and call somebody a pastor, which we only have one, by the way, and his name is Jesus. Everybody else is basically a, yeah, basically a flock dog, you know, a sheep dog. You know, sheep dogs, what do they do? They help the, the, the sheep herder keep the sheep in line, right? That's basically... <laughs> I know this is going to rub some people the wrong way. I don't give a fuck whether it rubs you the wrong way or not. It's straight up, straight, straight up, straightforward. I ain't holding nothing back. You know, I wasn't, I didn't start to do this podcast just so that people could tell me how to do it and the way to do it and how to be, how to be palatable for everybody. I'm not here to be palatable for anybody. I'm doing this podcast because I need to get this stuff off my chest for one thing. Cause I said, doctor said, yeah, if you don't, you're going to have, your heart's going to explode basically. And then also, psychiatrists, psychologists, different people like that that I've seen over the years said, yeah, you need an outlet like that. And, and then the platform's here. I prayed about it and, you know, God opened the doors up so I could have this platform to do this on. And I thank you for that, Lord. You're awesome. You know, I'm not really doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. But then again, there's also, I wanted the podcast to be 
well, informational. That if there's something I'm saying and it catches your attention and, and, you, and you're able to get to the next place, whatever that means in your life, it helps you, praise God, because that's why it's here. If it's not, you know, don't worry about it. Turn it off. You know, if you don't want to listen to it, turn it off. It's so easy. Just push off and it goes off. Push on and it comes on. You know, it's that easy. But I'm not going to stop doing the podcast. And I'm not going to stop speaking the truth in love. And I'm not going to stop saying things that I hear when I hear them and I know that it's coming out of God's heart. And this whole thing about Trump, I was right the whole time and still am. And I may be right about this thing now towards the end. I don't think he wants to be president anymore. I don't know. It's for you to decide, for him to decide, whatever. Actually, it's for us to decide whether he is or not. But honestly, if he did, don't you think he would have done the right thing in the first place? Don't you think if he finally, after all this time, he's had a chance to actually change his direction and actually help the American people do some things like pass an executive order on stimulus? He could have done that, but he's not doing it. That's going to lose him favor. See, he's been losing favor ever since this re-election time has started to come out. He's been losing favor. Even though he's acting like he wants to be, you can see it's written on his forehead, across his shoulders. It's written on his body. He's exhausted. He doesn't want this job anymore because he's not good, good at it, for one thing. He's not fit for it. Like I said in the first place, this guy has no respect for the office of presidency, and he's proved it the whole freaking time. All he wants is... Naysayers, not naysayers around, but all, excuse me, what I meant to say is yes men. All he wants is yes men, yes women around him, that's it. That is not the way to run something. You gotta have, you gotta have both. You gotta have your yes guys, but you also have to have the no people too. Because you have to take into consideration that maybe there's a different way to do things. A better way to do things. That we're not seeing. Because we only see things from our narrow point of view, don't we? I see things from my narrow point of view. I can admit that, I do. When somebody else comes along and shows me something I'm not seeing, I'm like, oh, 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 doesn't that happen to you? Come on, if you're honest with yourself, it does. So anyway, that's just the first part of the first plug I wanted to plug. And there's another one, again, to the show, Ridiculousness, with uh, Rob Derdick, Chanel West Coast, and Steelo Brim, and any guests that they bring on there, and the producers and everything. Man, what a funny show. Last night, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard, I couldn't catch my breath. It was so very funny. Show was funny, and it was an older show too. It wasn't a new one. It was an older one. It was just hilarious. I'd never seen it before, and it, some of the things that we do as humans on this earth are disgusting, idiotic, crazy, funny. Um, and you just any it, it, the whole spectrum's there. You watch these viral videos, and you're like, I can't believe some of these people are doing some of this stuff. I can't believe that they just did what the holy cow! Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, laugh so hard. I had tears coming out of my eyes. I was laughing so hard. I was thinking, funny. That show was hilarious. Man. Went to sleep laughing. Woke up in a good mood. Imagine that. Imagine that. You know, when I decided I was going to change directions in my life, reinvent myself maybe if you want to put it that way, but, um, you know, ha- have a better day. And I started working on stuff. I found that positive affirmations very help a lot, but you have to really spend a lot of time doing them. And it's good, though. If you, if you have a lot of time to do it, it's great. But if you're out walking and you're by yourself, it's a great time to actually use positive affirmations. I wrote them down on a piece of paper, laminated it, and uh, carried it in my pocket. Still do, too. Still use them. You know, the IMs, you know. Well, I was working on changing my, my thoughts from, you know, I am an evil bastard, rotten son of a bitch, never going to amount to anything crap that the freaking labels that my parents, my, my, I should say my mother, crazy mother, and back then crazy. She's cool now, but she's still a little nuts every once in a while, but she's all right though now. Crazy violent mom used to do, teachers used to do that to us, 
Actually, they, they did a lot back then. I was raised, I went to school in the 70s, late 60s and 70s, you know, and um, would have graduated in 80. If I would have graduated high school, I got my GED, though, instead, because my thing was I needed to work, and I wanted to work. I wanted to work. I wanted to get the fuck out of this crazy, violent home that I was living in, for one thing. If I had the money to do it, I could do it. And for two, because I wanted to live in another state, one that actually appreciated me, which I believe California was, and it, and it was. It did actually become that, And but I moved from there to Chicago. Chicago appreciated me, too. The city did, and the state of Illinois did, too. They were, they was, it was cool living there, but it's too cold living there. Can't live there. So I actually ended up coming back here because of my dad. Then I ended up getting stuck here, and then I've been stuck here ever since. And still um, working at, you know, I had to change some things. had to go through some stuff, but I'm not stuck here permanently because I know that I'm not. Because God's been promising me and showing me that I'm not going to be here forever been talking to me about it actually recently again. You know, this isn't permanent, it's temporary, he says to me. Thank God it's temporary, because I don't like this city, I don't like this state. <clears throat> the city is still so okay, the people here, mm, some are good, some are bad, you know, it's, you know, it's like it is anywhere with people, you know. You're going to find some people that are like, just completely hate you, and you're going to find some people that completely love you, you know, and then, every, and then the spectrum in, anywhere in between, you know. But the legislation in this city is it's a red state. I can't stand red states because they're um, just the mentality. It's just the mentality, man. I just don't like red states. They're not for people. They're not They're not here to help the people. They're here to pretty much hold you back. Um, that's my experience in red states and blue states. I've always had good experiences. It's just the way it's been. You know, I never even used to look at red and blue. I do now. It's better in a blue state than it is in a red state, especially if you got health issues, you know. Right now, our president is trying to take away our, our health care. They've been his his attorney general's been in court every month or every whatever they could go to court, like every couple months or whatever. He's been in. They've been in trying to take away the health care, trying to dismantle Obamacare, and they don't have any kind of a plan at all to replace it with. And yet, so many people have been helpful. If I didn't have it, I, you know when I got it, I didn't get it when Obama came into. And I don't like calling it Obamacare. It's not Obamacare. It's called the Affordable Care Act. <clears throat> I didn't come in. I didn't have Medicare or Medicaid or anything like that. It didn't come. It came before that through President Bush, who happens to be a red president, or if you want to put it this way, a Republican. He was a Republican president. It was under his administration that Medicare actually extended to people like me, who had some really serious health issues and was in the hospital quite a few times. Yeah, I was in the hospital quite a few times. But that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about dreams today again. We might as well just call this the Dream Week or something like that, or the Dream Session, or I don't know. The dream episode. The dreaming episodes. The episodes of dreams. Dream episodes. This is the dream episodes by Rev. Donadida. <laughs> this is a Rev. DDT broadcast. Donadida. We'll be right back. I used to hear that over and over and over again before I started even thinking about doing a podcast. I used to hear that. I just I would hear. It. Woke up one morning. I was hearing this in the spirit. If you want to put it in the spirit, whatever. My inner ear. I'm hearing this. This is a Rev. DDT broadcast. Donadida. We'll be right back. And then I'd hear music, or I'd hear some of my songs, or I'd hear, yeah, I, I actually do play songs, I do write music, and I haven't wrote in a while, but um, I got music just flows through me, I can hear it in this room most of the time when it's quiet, uh, especially at night when I'm going to sleep and it's all quiet, I lay here and I'll hear music, it's really cool, um, you know, it's it's amazing, but um, yeah, so, um, you know, I, um, I wanted to, which brings me into what I wanted to talk about, about dreams, and there's some other things, you are going to you're having dreams, some dreams, you, they have meaning to them. And if you ask God, what, the, what does that mean? You know, if you're curious about your dream, like it's perplexing, you like you wake up perplexed, you go, what the heck? 
Start talking to God about it. See if there's anything in there that you need to find out. Most dreams, you, they, that's the way they are. And a good percentage of the dreams that we're having are not dreams or visits to other realms. I know it's blowing some people away, and some, some of you are probably going to turn broadcast off now. Oh, he's full of crap. You don't know what the hell he's talking about. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I do. And I wanted to say this, too. Here's a, here's a plug I wanted to give, and that is this. This is a plug for, uh, I am not against Christianity. I'm not even against Christians. I'm just against people shoving their religion down my freaking throat or in other people's throats. They're the agenda that a lot of Pentecostal churches have from my from my visiting them and different things like that and just listening to the, the, the general consensus thoughts and ideas. They want to force everybody to believe in the Ten Commandments and live the Ten Commandments. That's kind of one of the agendas, by the way. Why do you think they keep pushing Supreme Court justices through and stuff like that? you got to go sit in the churches and listen to the preachers. The people are they're sitting there, it's not them that are they're coming up with the ideas, it's the preachers, but the preachers are influencing the mass, and the mass is sitting there soaking it up, and then they start moving in that direction. All they got to do is get everybody's mind on it. Yeah, get everybody's mind on it. And pretty soon, you know, that's another thing, too. You don't have to pump, you don't have to listen to the news 24-7. It's going to drive you nuts anyway. Catch it every once in a while. See what's going on, just kind of watch what's going on. I'll tell you something. You're going to feel a lot better about yourself and a lot better about life if you don't listen to it too much. I'm telling you, man, the more we focus on whatever we focus on, those realities actually happen. Not every single one of them, but a gist of them do. I've watched it over the years. I thought, I thought, ah, oh, that's bullshit. That's, that's not true. But yeah, it is. That's why Jesus talked about that in, 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 in the Gospels. He said, dwell on me as I dwell in, dwell, excuse me, dwell in me as I dwell in you. Why do you think he said that? He doesn't want us to dwell in the worldly stuff. Because what happens? We become worldly when we do. We just let our guard down a little bit, compromise here and there, and we let it down, boom. And then we're off doing the worldly thing without even sometimes realizing it. You know, until we screw up or somebody comes along and says, hey, what the heck, you know? What I don't like is I don't like a bunch of people running around telling you, constantly putting you, well, did God say that? Did God say that to you? Well, I, I don't believe, well, you know, God said that to you. It's not their business whether God said something to me or not. Unless I say it to them. You know, and some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Some of you probably don't even know. That's okay. You can email me at DD. That's Daniel David, if you want to put it that way. Daniel Dale. Daniel Dale Tilton. DD Tilton 62 at gmail.com. Email me there or email me here at Anchor. I don't know what the, the email address here at Anchor. Anchor right here. This, this wonderful app also has a place where you can email me. Email me there. And if you got any questions, you know, if I got an answer for you, I'll give it to you. If I don't, I'll, you know, we can pray about it. whatever. Email me, we'll correspond. You know, I have no issues with that at all. I love talking to people. I like I like emailing back and forth. I even like like the chat rooms and stuff. You know, um, Hangouts, that's a good place to actually get a hold of me at if you want to. Just send me an email at Hangouts if you have Hangouts. Because I have that on my phone so that I can, you know, chat with people. Instagram, I got an Instagram page um, under RevDDT. Oh, wow, imagine that, under RevDDT. Yeah, I actually did, under RevDDT. Got my own Instagram page. Um, I, got, I just set it up here just a few, couple weeks ago. Working on a little bit every once a week or so. I got artwork on there too, a few pictures, things like that. But the page is there so that I can reach out to people and so that people can actually reach out to me. I don't like Facebook because I've got hacked too many times when I was with Facebook. And I also got harassed constantly when I was on Facebook. So I just don't do it. I just eliminated it. And it, I'll tell you one thing. If you're stressed out, it might be because of Facebook. It might be just because you have it. I mean, just start analyzing things because I'll tell you what. I was stressed. I could, I could figure out why I was so stressed one day and I realized... It's because I'm constantly having to go back and freaking 
I, I, it's like this fight going on against stuff I'm doing. I was just producing music, and every once in a while I put something out, like a George Harrison tapes or something like that, and then I got tons of people just freaking ra- railing on me constantly, and I'm like, you know, this kind of harassment is bullcrap. And then when I'd say something like that, don't harass me, there's no reason to harass me, Facebook would take it as me harassing them and shut me off for a week, put me in their little Facebook jail. And I'm like, oh, and there's no way you can contact Facebook to tell them, hey, this is bullshit because I wasn't doing that. This is what I, all I did was answer them. You know, or not answer them even. Just because it showed up on my page and somebody else put me on there. They put me in jail a couple times for that, too. So, you know what? Facebook's, ugh. I was done with them. Frustrated with that freaking company. I know. It, you know what? They're, okay, here's one for you. You know, Facebook's also one of the one of the places that um, people use for uh, f- to uh, check out people's IDs and stuff like that. They can get all your information right there through Facebook. It's not a secure site, is what I'm saying. Not, not like they, they, I think they kind of work for the government in a lot of ways. But yet, maybe he's a standalone. Maybe he's a secret. Maybe he's a maybe he's a secret enemy spy. Ooh, we don't know. We don't know. Zuckerberg freaking ripped off his friends just so he could have that company anyway. I mean, come on. You know, after I found out about but that stuff, I started thinking, man, this is just no integrity here. This site sucks. All my friends like, hey, you get a Facebook page. I had some. I had a few. I was a beta tester for Facebook a long time ago. Yeah, a long time back when they, when they were beta testing it. I was one of their beta testers, by the way. I do that. I beta test apps, too. I'm beta testing a couple right now. AVG is one of the... AVG Mobile. That's one of the apps I'm beta testing. Um, there's some other ones, too. Um, don't need to go into all that, because um, we're getting off subject here. But here, anyway. We'll get back on subject, though. I was going to talk to you about this dream I had. Okay, God God talks to me in dreams. There was a dream I had a while back uh, when I was studying Scripture. Now, when I was studying Scripture really ha- hard and heavy, and I was studying it, he would talk to me, and it would be scripture-oriented stuff, like stories. Like, okay, I'll give you the example of, from one I actually really had. I had this dream one time, right? And I, I was lost. I was lost normally, just like in my daily life I was lost. I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? What should I be doing? I don't even know. I, I feel like I'm lost all the time. And so I had this dream one night, and at the time I had been studying the book of Joshua. just came out of, you know, the, the, uh, Genesis, you know, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, all that. Exodus, you know, all that. I just had come out of that, and I was reading, studying, just entered into Joshua, studying it, and I picked up a lot of information. But I was at the point in Joshua where Joshua and Caleb were talking about um, Caleb going and taking his his inheritance, receiving his inheritance. And his inheritance was to receive, I think it was, uh, if I remember right, Mount Horeb. And, uh, yeah, Mount Horeb. And uh, Mount Horeb, Mount Horeb now, um, still had giants living. There were giants still living there. It talks about that in Joshua. As you go through it, you'll find it. You'll find it, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, so anyway, Mount Horeb. So anyway, there, in the dream, I had I had this, I had this, in the dream, I had this, uh, I was I was standing on a um, on a dividing line between entering in the promised land and, and still in the desert. So I was on the desert side, and there was a line, a literal line in the sand going across the sand. Actually, actually, it was the sand then the River Jordan, and then another line. And I was standing there looking at this going, or was it Jordan? It was one of the rivers anyway right there. And I was standing there looking at this, looking at this, and I'm looking at the land, and there's a plateau over to my right side, and to my left side, there's just promised land, it's just beautiful, lush, you know, and then there, and the line, and the river that was there, and the, and the, and the Jordan, I mean, and the, uh, the, line, the other line that was in front of me. And I'm sitting there looking at this line going, what is this line doing here? And all of a sudden, this giant, huge hand, that was shaped, that was made out of clouds, <laughs> appeared right in front of me, and it reached down, and it picked me up, and it moved me back away from the line. So it moved me back into the wilderness a little bit, and then it went up into the sky, and it wrote, 
in the sky, in clouds, presence before power, okay? Then I saw Joshua and Caleb on the cliff, and I was, I was all of a sudden I'm floating, and I'm behind them, floating. They're sitting there on two two horses, and they're and they're looking across. Now, I don't know if they were on horses back then or not. They camels, they might be just standing there. But they were looking across the valley, the promised land, and they were looking at it, and Joshua says to Caleb, I, I could hear him talking, and all of a sudden they talking loud enough to where I, I could understand what they're saying. And Joshua says, Caleb, he goes, he goes, well, it's your time to take your inheritance. And Caleb says, he says, good, my, me and my boys are ready. And all of a sudden around him, I saw a bunch of, bunch of guys on horses and they were like, like warriors, you know, their swords drawn, they're like, let's go get them, you know. And, and at this point, it was still just normal. Like everything was normal. Uh, uh, just a few seconds after that, it turned animated. We'll get into that here in a second. But then I heard Joshua say to Caleb, he goes, well, do you need my help? He goes, no, me and my boys can take them. And then I saw a little peak, a little mountain peak, just all of a sudden appear out there in the promised land. It was a mountain with a peak. I saw the peak first, then I looked at it, it was a mountain. And then I saw, and this is where it turned into animation. Then I saw Joshua and Caleb part. Caleb took off. Joshua was still on the, on the cliff. Then he went down into the promised land to his tribe and kind of disappeared into that, kind of in a haze. I'm still floating in the air, by the way, watching this. And then all of a sudden I see on the mountain... Caleb and his guys on little horses, and they're little, and it's, and it's cartoon, right? And they're run, run, going around the mountain, like, spiraling upward, you know? Like, coming around the mountain when they come. They'll be coming around the mountain when they come. I keep hearing this song, and I'm seeing these giants all running to the top of the mountain. And it was all, it was all little teeny tiny, teeny tiny animation thing. It was small, because I was, you know, where I was at. But it was, you know, it was no bigger. It was about, you know, a few inches tall or so. And these giants were huge, and they were coming up the mountain. And Joshua, uh, not Joshua, Caleb... And his guys would run around. There was like a little band of guys like you'd see like the uh, Keystone Cops would all be in a crowd. They'd be running and they'd all fall down together and they'd all stand up together and run again. It was something like that. And they'd go around the mountain all animated. <laughs> and they knocked the giants off. The giants fell off. <laughs> fell off. And then boom! It was back to normal. And I'm still floating above that plateau and all of a sudden the hand grabs me and puts me on the other side of the River Jordan or on the other side of the the. The, the dividing line, I don't remember what river it was, but that river there, and the line, and it moves me back away from the line about three feet into the promised land, or four feet away from the line in the promised land, and then goes up into the, this is the same cloudy hand, goes up, and they grab me, goes up into the sky, and writes, writes, now I'm facing the desert, right? And it says, presence after, or no, it says, power after presence. First one said presence before power, the other one says, Power after after presence. Power after presence. And then I turned around, walked, took one step into the promised land, and then I woke up. And I sat up and I was like, what the hell? That was, I was laughing too because you know, the, the animated part was funny as crap. It was really funny. It was like watching a cartoon. I'm sitting there going, what the heck was that all about? But I understood though right away because the message... See, the message was what, what the, the message was the meaning of it. It didn't matter whether they were fighting giants, it didn't matter anything. It was, if you want to enter into the promised land, you need to practice God's presence. When you practice His presence, His power will come upon your life. And it'll move you into the promised land automatically. You'll be already there. You'll realize one day, you'll be like, I'm already living in the land of milk and honey. Even if you don't feel like it, or see it in your life, you already are. Because Jesus is our promised land. We already, once you, once you become His... You're in Him. You just have to believe. And it comes down to that. And sometimes we need these dreams. We need God 
sending people to us. We call them prophets a lot of times or just intercessors. We need people praying for us. We need these things in our life. When God's doing all this in our life and we're, and we're walking around going, I need some help, and all of a sudden people start showing up to help you, where do you think that comes from? It comes from that cry and from that need being met. And who meets those needs? It's God, our Father. He loves us so much. And somebody's saying, oh, yeah, well, why well, coronavirus stuff? Pray! I've been saying that the whole time. It's going to probably take more than, like, two or three people praying and believing. We all need to be praying and believing. Believing it's going to go. Believing that we're going to see the land of milk and honey. Even if you're in the hospital and you're sick and you're, you're hurting and you're dying, pray. Pray within yourself. Ask God for, for forgiveness. Ask Him to help. Ask Him to send this virus off the planet. Rebuke the virus if you have the strength to do it. But pray. This prayer is powerful. It is, one hands down, one of the most powerful tools, warfare weapons that we have in our arsenal. One of the most powerful tools we have in our handbag. Yeah, it's going over 20 minutes, I know. I knew it was going to. Another dream. So I'm, I'm still, you know, going through life. And things are getting a little bit more so. Now this, this dream happened, that dream happened with the Joshua Caleb dream. That was one that happened a long, long time ago. Like back in 2000, uh, actually this year, so 2004, 2005. Actually, actually, it was after I went to heaven. Uh, went, got to go to paradise, hang out with Jesus for a little while, and come back. Um, the first trip, after the first trip. That was in 2004. Okay, so this is probably about 2005, 2006. I was actually, uh, in 2006, I couldn't walk. My knees were locked up, and I couldn't walk. I, I messed myself up really bad, and got my knees got locked up, and I, I couldn't walk. Um, I had blown out a, uh, um, blown out a uh, tendon in my, in my foot and my, and my leg, and, uh, and my knees. Both my knees were locked up, and I couldn't walk. I was in pretty pretty bad shape. I was like that for six months until I finally came out of it. And that prayer, prayer, and listening to God and doing what He said to do. You, it's not just prayer. It's if He gives you something to do, do it right down to the very detail. Because I guarantee you that it will. Even if you can't see it that day, it will. It will. If maybe take a month or so for it to happen. But whatever He's saying, the reason why He wanted you to go in that direction and do that down to the detail is because. He has something for you at the other side. That's that answered prayer, whatever it is. It may take six months. It may take a year. It may take three years. Um, I had an ankle, my left ankle, blew it out like seven times. And I mean, I blew it out bad. I should have broken both two of the times that I blew it out. Twisted it, thing was huge, swelled up, the size of a freaking, uh, of a grapefruit, man, a couple of times. I'm not kidding you. That big, it was huge a couple of times. And I broke the top of my foot um, on that same foot, broke the, the bone right below my ankle, Right there on the top of my foot, broke that twice during the same session, and and also broke my freaking um, uh, my big toe and broke my little toe one time too, and broke the bone on the side of my foot too as well when I broke my little toe. All of this all happened within the same the same period of time that this ankle was man, it was messed up. The doctor said you're gonna have to have such and such surgery on it to you know anchor it back into your and we have and they told me the surgery it was like something my brother has to have, which is super super serious surgery on it and stuff like that. And guess what? God healed it. God healed it completely. It's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. As a matter of fact, you can't even tell it was ever broke or anything. I mean, it's, it's wonderful, and it's been like that for years. But it took a long time to get there. I had to, like, wear a high high top. Uh, I wore Adidas because they, they they don't hurt my soles of my feet that much. So I wore those for years. I have real high arches, and Adidas just seemed to work. I wore them when I worked. I wore them when, hell, I wore them sometimes when I slept. You know, that way when I got up in the night to go to the bathroom or something like that, I wouldn't, you know, accidentally, you know, it wouldn't give out on me and I'd twist it again and hurt it again. Different years. Now I don't have to wear them. High tops on. I have to, my, my, my right one he's working on because I screwed it up a few times and I'm 
blew it out a few times and it's still being healed through the process. But sometimes it takes time is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes you're going to have some pain too when you're going through it. But you know what? Trust him because he'll, he'll fix it. If, he's, if you ask him to and you believe he's going to, then he will. That's just how it works. Jesus, that's, that's like Jesus, that's Jesus' definition of prayer in a nutshell. Believe you receive, you, believe you receive and you'll have what you ask for in prayer. Believe you receive and you'll have what you ask for in prayer. Believe you receive it and you'll have it. That's what he said. That's straight up in a nutshell. The simplest definition I can give you. And he's right. And where, where we lack, where we fall short that, which I fall short that, I'm not saying I'm perfect in prayer. I'm not because I'm not. I just know that that's the formula. You know, um, and find what works for you too. I pray in tongues up to, up to, before, and sometimes I'll be praying in tongues while I'm laying hands on people. Or not laying hands on them, just praying in tongues, period. Praying in tongues helps because it gets me, my, my thinking out of the way. It lets the Spirit actually speak. It lets the Spirit actually do the divine work, not me. Or it lets the Spirit think it through instead of me thinking it through. You see, because we can think it through and think it right through the other side and never ever do it because we've thought ourselves away from it. If that makes any sense to you. <laughs> okay, check it out. I hear you out there, Kelly. Just give me a minute. I'll let you in. Okay, one more dream. Okay, here's one. So I'm a musician, and I had this guitar, and I really loved it, but I, it, got, it, got, it took on the tone of D minor, or, well, open D, because I op- tuned it into that when I first started playing, and that's where I started writing from, and I was writing too, man. I mean, I was writing song after song after song, and a song, you can go look at my YouTube videos, man. I got so many of them, and some of, some of, if you look at the ones where I'm sitting down playing, and you can actually see me, where I don't have any artwork mixed up or anything, it's just me doing live, you can see that I'm playing a yellow guitar, and you're like, wow, okay, you know, that's a Dean, it had a really nice sound to it, and it sounded killer in open D, but I wanted one, I didn't want to change that, because every time I changed it, I'd have to change it, and put it back, change it, put it back, and it messed the guitar up, for some reason, it wouldn't ever, I'd never get it tuned in right to E, you know, to, to standard E. I could never get it tuned in right. It would never stay that way. But it stayed in open D, so I just left it in that. So I, well, I wanted another guitar. I wanted two guitars. I wanted another one. There's no, nothing wrong with having two guitars. I know guys that have freaking tons of guitars, man, you know. Hell, I know a guy that used to own a shop over here that had made his own, Doyle. You know, Doyle, he used to make his own. Doyle's, uh, Doyle's uh, Broadway Music over here in Boise. Doyle has uh, guitars he's made for all kinds of people that play, you know. Uh, so John Bolin, he's a guitar guy. He, he, he makes guitars, too. Um, Steve Miller, actually, uh, uses his guitar. So there's other people that use it. A few other people that use his guitars, too. Quite a few, actually. Um, but anyway, um, there's a plug for those guys. Doyle's not doesn't have his place anymore, but uh, I think Broadway Music's still over there on Broadway, over off of Broadway, and um, I don't know what street that is there. One of the streets over off Broadway. <laughs> anyway, over by, uh, kind of by Garfield School. Um, anyway, um, across from Sonic on Broadway. So, and across from Chuck's Auto's, Auto Parts Store on Broadway, there's a Doyle's Music back in there anyway. Um, it's not Doyle's, it's called Broadway Music, I think, or something else. Anyway, you know, these guys got their place um, over there, and, you know, they had a lot of guitars. They, you know, I know a lot of other people. I, I just wanted another guitar. I got frowned on, by the way. So people are like, I said, I'm going to get another guitar. I had, like, sisters and brothers at this little church I was going to, like, well, you don't need another You know, it's none of your damn business what I need or don't need now at this point. If you're going to diss on me because I want another guitar, there's a reason why I have it. And I don't have to actually explain my reason to you. But I'm explaining it to you guys because I love you. So here's the thing. And I love them too, so I'd explain it to them too at the time. But you know what? Anymore, pfft, screw that. You don't have to justify anything. You know, just if you, it's on your heart, do it. And they'll say, well, did God put that on your heart? Did, did he really say that to you? Don't, don't buy into that crap either because they're not, for one thing, they don't know how to be a brother's keeper, but they're certainly not being a good brother's keeper that way. They're not even being a brother's keeper. What they're being is an antagonist. An antagonist, I know, well, there's an accuser of the brethren. His name is Satan, and he's an antagonist, so are you doing his work now? You know, 
Get off my back. Get off everybody's back and leave them alone. Quit picking on each other and support. That's what the Lord did. He didn't come here and chew, chew us all out. He came here and supported us. He gave us the doctrine of his Father. God's doctrine, he said, flat says it in the Gospels. Practice it and you'll know it belongs to God or it came from God. He said it came from God, but you'll know it belongs to God. Practice his doctrine and you'll know it came from God. And he's right. He's right. When I practice it, I see God. I hear God. I feel God. I know God. I know God better in that in that respect. That's that I know God better than anybody else because I don't. You know, there's a lot of people that know him better than I do. But I do know him. And I do know when I practice Jesus' doctrine, it leads me to the Father. It shows me the Father. It declares the Father and explains the Father. Isn't that what it's supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's supposed to do, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Interesting. A lot of people don't want to believe. Yeah, so anyway, so I'm looking for a guitar. I, I had it on my heart to get another guitar, but I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew I wanted a black one. I don't know why, I just did. And I knew I wanted one that sounded a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit different than the body guitar that I had, because it was more of a thicker body guitar, even though it was a cutaway, it was a larger body. I wanted something, maybe a thin a thin guitar. And I was looking, I couldn't find one nowhere. And I looked for months. And I may have even talked about this before. But I didn't talk about this part of it. Maybe I did, I don't know. I talked to the Lord about it quite, quite often because it was such a remarkable dream. So, I, I have visitations from different people in my dreams. I know it's, an, it's, a, it's a manifestation of the Lord. It just shows up that way. Whatever, anyway. Or maybe you send in those people, I don't know. But anybody sends to you in a dream, remember this. You're not talking to a dead person. God is the father of the living, not the dead. Duh. Figure that one. Go figure that one into your... Put that in your pipe and smoke it. God is the, God is the God of the living, not the dead. So anybody... They're alive. They come and talk to you, they're alive. Okay? You're not conjuring somebody up out of the ground. They say, Oh, please, come forth so that you can tell me what to do. Because, uh, you know, you'll get rebuked just like a... You might. Just like Elijah rebuked freaking Saul, King Saul way back. Father, was it Elijah? Elijah, 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 Elijah. Yeah. Elijah. No, Samuel. Samuel. That's it. Samuel. Samuel. Uh, Samuel. Saul's... He rebuked Saul and said, you know, what does he have to do? He goes, what, is, what, is, you know, what, do we, what do we have to do? You know, ah! He's going to take the kingdom from you, dude. Doing this stuff. Which indoor? You know, you go read yourself. It's in 1 Samuel or 2 Samuel, one of those Samuels. It's in one of the Samuels. Talking about King Saul back before David. So anyway, so I have a dream one night. And I'm laying there. I, fall, I wake up about 2.30. I lay there, drift off back to sleep about 4, 4.30, something like that. And I have a dream till. About 6.30, I wake up, right? So I, I fall asleep. I have this dream. And in the dream, I'm walking down this, this roadway, and there's trees. And I'm like, checking out the trees. Go, wow, these are beautiful trees. And all of a sudden, in front of me, there's a guy walking, and he's wearing a black suit. So I catch up with him. I'm like, hey, hey. He, I thought I recognized him from behind. I was like, hey, I, don't I know you? And when he turned around, it was Johnny Cash. And I'm like, whoa, Johnny, Ca Johnny Cash. He goes, well, hey, Daniel, how you doing? You know, in his voice, he's Johnny Cash voice. You know, however you talk. How you, how you doing there, boy? I can't even say it. I can't even do his voice. If I heard it, I could do it, but I can't do it now because I haven't heard it for a while. So he's walked, so we start walking together, and he's talking to me about the trees. I'm talking about the trees and the shrubbery and stuff like that. I said, this is a beautiful place. He's like, yeah, it sure is. He goes, he goes, I got something to tell you. And I go, what's that? And he goes, he goes, your search is over. And I says, is it? And he goes, yeah. I said, and I'm like, I'm my mind is going off. Like, what search is he talking about, right? Well, Anyway, we keep walking, and then all of a sudden, we stopped, and there was a stairway, a stairway that went up into a doorway. The doorway was lit, and it was beautiful, 
and it looks kind of sparkly too. I was like, wow. I go, he goes, you can't come with me. He goes, this is the furthest we can go. He goes, but I have something for you. He took two steps up the stairway, turned around and took his, he didn't even have a guitar on. All of a sudden he has a guitar on. He took off his black guitar and he hands it to me and says, this is yours, right? And then he walks up the stairs, the doorway gets more and more bright and all of a sudden Jesus steps in the doorway. They both hug. He, Johnny steps in the doorway with Jesus. They both hug. They turn around. They got their arms around each other and they both wave at me and they disappear. And it's gone. And I woke up. Now this happened. It took about maybe an hour and a half, two hours this dream did. I don't know you know, what I was doing before that or after that but when I woke up it was, it was roughly 4.30 when I started drifting off because I looked at the clock right as I was drifting off and it was roughly between 4.30 and 6.30 when I woke up. Well, I woke up at 6.30 and I was like, whoa and i sat up and i'm like laying there in my bed going did that just happen i put my prop pillow behind me and i'm like kicking back on my bed and i decided to turn the tv on this thing i thought did john my first my next thought was did johnny cash pass away now i didn't know this but he had i had no clue about this so either because i don't watch that I don't watch news that often and i didn't you know didn't know so i turned on the tv and all of a sudden I, and i saw this johnny carter i saw this johnny and june carter special on like the history channel or something like that and i'm like or biography, or one of those channels, I'm like, going, what the heck, did they, did he actually pass, that just got my attention, so I started rubbing my eyes, I checked another channel, another channel, and they got, they got a show on, it was a Walk the Line, that, that movie Walk the Line, it was on, and I'm like, wait a minute, why are these two things about, so I looked at another channel, flipping through the channels, I found another channel, another channel had a biography of Johnny Cash on there, I'm like, what the hell, did this guy die, so I hit a news, finally hit a news channel, and I waited, 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 but about halfway into the news cycle, boom, Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash died, passed away, and he passed away the night before, right? And he passed away something. So I flipped over to CNN real quick, and find it. Flipped over to CNN, found CNN. And I looked at their ticker tape, and sure enough, it rolled by. Johnny Cash had passed away that night. He had passed away, you know, the night before, or whatever. You know, the ticker tape was up there. He passed away. He was gone. I went, oh my God! I just saw him on his way to heaven. I ain't kidding you. I saw him on his way to heaven. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty wild. I was like, I sat up and I started laughing, like, I'm down really hard. I went, no way. You know, when the spirit gets a hold of you, man, sometimes, wow, man, that joy of the Lord just comes in. You're like, wow. And it was mean there. He told me not to give up looking for what? I didn't know at the time, but as soon as he, as soon as all that collided, I realized I need to find his guitar. So I called my buddy and I told him a dream, right? I have a buddy of mine. I bounce his stuff off of when it's fresh. So I just called him and told him right away. Woke him up and said, you got to hear this, man. And he goes, I'm ready. And so I told him, and he goes, wow, that was wild. And, you know, about a year later, he actually ended up being the one that actually bought me the guitar and gave it to me. And I was like, he just gave me, my, one of my best friends bought me a guitar, gave it to me. It was really cool. For my birthday, I was like, yeah, whoo, yeah. I was saving money for it, too, and everything. But he says, oh, no, no, here's a birthday present, you know, and everything. And I talked about that once before, you know, when he bought that guitar for me. I remember, remember mentioning that before because I was going to his wedding, and he bought me this guitar. I ended up writing, um, and, it, and it, listen, I don't have Johnny Cash's black guitar, but it wasn't about that particular thing. It wasn't about that particular guitar. It was about the idea of continuing on, persevering. It was the idea of perseverance. God will get that message of perseverance to you if you need it. He'll get whatever message you need. He's going to get it in whatever way you can receive it. Did you guys just catch that? He's going to talk to you and get you whatever message you need to hear in whatever way you can receive it. So open up. Open up and receive in many ways. Don't just receive in one way. Receive in many Open yourself up to receive from Him in whatever way, in every way possible. That's the way I pray. I pray, Father, I'm just going to pray right now. I'm going to pray for everybody. Father God, I just pray for everybody right now. That our hearts would completely open up to You to receive from You in whatever, in, in every single way possible.
and that our ears and our eyes would be open to you and set upon you, and our hearts would be set upon you, that our lives would be set upon you and built upon you. Father, that our lives would be built upon you, for they are in you. And we and I just thank you. Anybody that hasn't received Jesus, you know, talk to him. Talk to him. Receive him. Receive him, because I'll tell you what, your life is, your life, you, we all need him. We all do. Why do you think he came to save the world? Or did he just come to save a few people? He came to save the world. Why do you think? He came to save the world because we all need him. There's only one way to the Father. No one comes to him except by Jesus. And he said that himself, and I believe him. Everybody else kind of falls short. You get, yeah, I listened, I explored, I dug into all the religions and stuff that were, you know, that you could find information on. I dug into all of them, and they're all empty except for that one. And that's not the religion, it's the walk with Jesus of Nazareth, the actual Son of God, the Messiah, the one that actually came here and gave his life up for all of us. Now, some of you are probably going, oh, damn, they turned it into a freaking evangelistic session or whatever. I don't, you know, get off your high horses. It's not about that. It wasn't about that. It's not. It's about the reality of where are you going to spend eternity? There's only two places. It's either with, with him or, or with the devil and his cohorts, and they're all in a lake of fire. You don't want that. And believe me, so it's all real. It's real. It's real, and it's going to happen. One day, we'll be woke up, and we'll be like, whoa. What are we standing here in line for? Whoa. Why are those people? Whoa. What the hell is going on? Where are we? Oh, my gosh, that sounds like a judgment. What is that? Judgment's coming for all of us one day. What side of the, what side of the throne are you going to be on? You're on the right or the left? The right's going on into eternity. Blessed are you of my Father's house. Come in, come into the kingdom and receive what he has for you. Or, like a fire, like a fire, like a fire. Ah, ah. I don't, I can't, I'm going to screw up. I screwed up so freaking bad. I mean, worse than what you could even think. I've screwed up so bad, and I know it. Do you know that you have? Or maybe you haven't screwed up that bad. Maybe you really don't need God. Well, Jesus said you didn't come here to save the righteous. But then again, if you think you're righteous, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We've all got the missing mark. We've all got that sin aspect in us. We all do. Everybody does. It's, it's in us because it started with, you know, our forefathers, Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve, but Adam and Eve. I'm not against any of that stuff. You do whatever you want with your life. What I am against is I'm against anybody talking bad about my Lord and Savior Jesus and about his Father's house. I don't like that at all. And I hate demons. I can't stand them. Yeah, I keep getting attacked every once in a while, but guess what? <laughs> I've been whooping up on them, too. Ever since I learned that a few months back, had those interesting, and you can listen to my podcasts, because they're in my podcast, and those interesting attacks, and what I learned from them, and the things I've gained from them since then, a lot, lots of more information, which we'll get into that again, here as soon as the Lord releases me to say something about it again. But right now, we're talking about dreams, and God talks to us, and He talks to us in our dreams too, if you're open to hear from Him. So open your inner ear, open your inner eye, and wait, wait upon the Lord. You know, it's extremely important that we do this, Enter into his rest. Enter into the Lord's rest and you'll be blessed. So, listen for him in your dreams. Ask him when you wake up. Does this have meaning for me? 
Maybe he does, maybe he does. Most of them do. Some of them are just dreams. Sometimes popcorn dreams, you know. You eat enough popcorn, you have, have crazy dreams. Oh, I wanted to mention this too. Some of you guys are like I am. You're kind of wired for your soulmate. You also have a few other things. You came into this life like maybe you have an agenda on your heart that's there. It's written on your heart that you can't break free from. Like mine was make your mark on this world. Find your soulmate. Actually, it was find your soulmate and make your mark on this world. And um, no matter where I go, prophets come out of the woodworks and tell me the same thing. I don't even, I didn't even know this for a long time until it got until it got said to me enough. And then I started asking God about it. And then after I had my awakening, it was like, oh my gosh. And when I woke up, I was like, oh my gosh, that's written on my heart. I've been you've know, been people that have been stirring, trying to steer me away from that for years, and most of those people are really mean too, mean spirited and just sometimes even violent about it. It's like, my gosh, look about you. You're not supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be doing that. You know what? Talk, you're talking to yourself. You're not talking to me. If you're saying you're supposed to be, you're actually talking to yourself. If you're saying that to somebody, you need to listen to yourself because you're saying it to yourself, not to that person. It's actually a message you need to hear. You think, oh, you think, oh, I got God. I'm God's mouthpiece. I need to say it to everybody. Blah 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 blah. You know, or I need to say, to, oh, this person needs to get a piece of my mind because they're not doing the right thing. Blah blah blah. Because God told me. You know, God's telling you. He's telling you. See if it first measures up to your heart or not before you go delivering it to somebody you think you're supposed to deliver it to. Because I guarantee you, most of the time, you're supposed to keep your mouth shut and use it to examine your own heart. Hmm, close examination. Are we into that? Well, I guess we are. We should be if we're not. Hmm, maybe we should have. You know, straight up. Well, you know what? We might have reached the end of the broadcast. I think we have. Well, I'm, I'm all for rebuking the coronavirus, so I rebuke you, coronavirus. Get out of our house, get out of our lives, and get out of our country. Get off this planet. Go out in the universe somewhere into a pit, into into a dark dark hole or whatever, a, you know, whatever you call those things out there. Go out there and find yourself an acid bath to freaking bathe in coronavirus. Get off this planet in Jesus' name. Quit taking human lives. And everybody, wear your face mask. Practice social distancing. It does help. And wash your hands constantly I know my hands are so dry from washing them, and I use bleach on mine too as well. Wash your hands. If you blow your nose, here's one for you. If you blow your nose, take a little bleach cloth, you know, put it in a couple of Dixie cups a second next to you, or put it in something with a lid container next to your chair, wherever you're sitting. Pull that thing out if you blow your nose and wipe your fingers off, because I guarantee you, if you touch your eyes, your eyes will be screwed up for a few days if you don't do it. I'm talking about having boogers on your freaking fingers from blowing your nose. And not, not necessarily boogers, but just a... Just a just a just a liquid from the snot through the snot rag or through the napkin or whatever you blow your nose on. If you blow your nose, wipe it off with bleach before you touch anything else. And wash things down too in your house. Do your doorknobs. Do the doorknob of your car. Do your steering wheel in your car. Do do things like that. You touch a lot. Little like your fan. If you wear a fan, you turn it on it every night. Like I do. I sleep with a fan on me, so I turn it on. Do the switch. Do your doorknobs. Do your arms of your chairs. Surfaces. Wipe them down every once in a while. Use bleach. Use a little bleach towel or whatever. Wipe them down. I guarantee it's going to help you have... You're going to be a lot healthier that way. Bleach kills everything. <laughs> everything, man. I don't think there's a thing that bleach can't kill. Don't drink it. Eat it, by the way. If you drink a little bit of it, it'll give you the crap. If you drink too much of it, you'll die. So, Anyway. I just wanted to just uh, plug plug that for a bleach. Uh, bleach is good, yay. If it's used well, right, it's good. Anyway, like I said, 
you know, wash your, you know, okay, how about your channel changer for your TV? Does anybody ever wash those? Or your telephone? Or, or this, or say you have a house phone. You know, everybody uses this one phone in the house. I wonder why I'm always sick. <coughs> Somebody, you walk out of the living room, your, your, your old man's coughing up. <coughs> Sorry about that. I'm a little bit. <coughs> coughing on the phone or whatever. Come on, man. Wash it down with a bleach cloth. Just get, get some wet wipes. Take a little bit of water in a, in a Dixie cup. Pour it on there. And then take, and then take about a Dixie cup full of freaking, of, of bleach. Pour it on there. You know, and then take it, flip, close the lid, flip it upside down, shake it. Flip it back the other way, shake it. And then, boom, open it up, pull one out and use that. There you go. There's your bleach rags. You got them on ha- on hand. You got wet wipes. You sell them. At, 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 listen, you can buy a box of them. A box of them. I'm not talking about a small box. I'm talking about a box with like eight or eight of them in there in the box, or six or whatever it is in a box, for like eight bucks at Walmart. Buy buy those and use them. You know, there's like a hundred wipes in each one of those little cartons that are in there. You know, use those. Just do that. And just like I said, put a little bit of water in there so get a little bit so it's a little bit moist. Pour some bleach in there so it soaks through everything, you know. Shake them up a little bit and just open them up and use them. You know, and if you take one, stick it in a Dixie cup, put another in a large Dixie cup, put a put a small Dixie cup over the top of that upside down. Boom! You got yourself a little container. You can pop the top off of that, or you can get your little container with a lid and do that. Pull one out of there and use it, and then put it back in there, and you just keep using it over and over again for a while until you just decide you want to throw it out. You've used it enough, then throw it out because bleach kills everything every time. Okay, so there's my plug for bleach. And my other plugs are in there. Hey, we're at the end of the broadcast. We did talk about dreams a little bit. And I'm probably going to talk some more about dreams. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week. And sometime during the week, one of these days, I'm going to start doing a weekly broadcast, uh, a second broadcast during the week. I don't know when. Um, the reason why is because it's just a lot of things to talk about and uh, a lot of things I need to get off my chest. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. Um, I hope there's some pertinent information here for you, something that you can use in your daily life um, and, and even in your expand of life, you know, from today till whenever, whenever we all leave. Um, when I got that guitar, I got that guitar, I started writing songs with it, and I've written, I'll write around 450, 500 songs with that guitar. It's about the same with the other guitar, too. I got roughly um, 850 to 900 songs I wrote with those two guitars. Kind of interesting, huh? Oh, yeah, and a few songs I wrote with my electric guitar, and um, I also created some called Mixed In Audios, Created about 60 of those, too, as well, um, that are not with my guitar or anything. It was just a, a mash of music that I put together and stuff and did some stuff with and some beats, things like that. And uh, um, You can hear all those at RevDDT. That's Rev. That's Rev.DDT Broadcast or Broadcasting. Yeah, Rev, R, capital R-E-V, dot D-D-T, space, Broadcasting at YouTube.com. You can find my videos there. You can also email me if you want to at, at this Anchor anchor website, or you can email me at ddtilton62 at gmail.com. Get a hold of me if you want. If you don't want it, no big deal, but I do like corresponding with people. And um, You guys have a great day. God bless you. And this is a wrap. This is a wrap. DDT broadcast. Don't touch your dial. We'll be right back. DDT Universal Broadcast. One of these days I'm going to record that straight up with my recording system and put some music with it and have an actual explosion. i got all that stuff, too. Um, <laughs> little sound bites. You guys have a great day. Peace out, baby. Bye-bye.